Welcome to our Sunday morning podcast for Plains United Methodist Church of Plains, Pennsylvania. Our scripture readings for later in the service will be Psalm 69, 7 through 18a, and Matthew 10, 24 through 33. I'm Reverend Tenny Rupnick, and my email address is tenhutrup at gmail.com. Please send me any prayer requests you have, and let me know if they're private in nature. But if they're not private in nature, go ahead and let me know that as well, and I can share it on next week's podcast so that your church family can be praying for you. And I will be doing a podcast for next week. I'll get to all that in just a moment. Our prayer requests for this week are Clyde Dukes, for Anne Dyer and other loved ones after the passing of Anne's mother, Louise, for Bonnie Melton, for Beverly Copeland, for all the healthcare workers, for Rachel Lohman's sister, Millie, and all of their family and loved ones after the passing of Millie's husband, Bert, for Betty Spangenberg's daughter, Paula, who has been hospitalized. And we have just a couple of quick announcements this morning. Firstly, both churches in our charge have agreed to meet for the first time in person, in months, yay, can we all get an amen, on June 28th, 2020, which is next Sunday. We just want to take a moment to remind everyone that you will be required to wear a mask and to social distance as we return. So please remember to bring your mask to worship next Sunday if you are coming in person. The service will be a bit shorter, and for the time being, we will not be singing. This is a guideline that is being followed by most churches in the area. It's not a permanent change, of course, but the no singing has been advised for now. Please look to the guidelines on our Facebook page and website for more information. We will be posting those in just a few days. Above all, we ask that you please be patient with your church's leadership and with one another because our church services will look and feel a little bit different for a while, but we will be back That is the joy, and I just ask that we focus on that. Secondly, I will continue to post a podcast because we've been receiving favorable feedback concerning them. There are folks who have to work on Sunday or are otherwise traveling or busy, and they can still listen through the podcast. And there are adult children who now live away, and the podcast gives them an opportunity to connect to their church, so it has been appreciated. The new podcast will be a charge podcast. What I mean by that is it will be one recorded service, which is a shared service for both churches in our charge, for both Plains UMC and First UMC. This will not only help save me a little time in the creating and recording of the services for the podcast, but it also offers us a shared worship experience as sister churches. Please continue to send your prayer request to me via email. And as we start having church things going on again, church events, um, please send me your announcements as well. And then I can go ahead and announce that for the whole charge in the podcast, and we can keep up on each other's, each other's um, information. Thirdly, happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day to all those men out there who are fathers or who simply love and care like the best fathers do. Thank you, and may God bless you for your love.
the third Sunday after Pentecost, Father's Day, June 21st, 2020. Our Bible verse for the week is Matthew 6, 26 through 34. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Gather together with me by closing your eyes and imagining our sanctuary around you. The smooth pew beneath you, the shuffles and whispers of those around you, the light slanting in through the stained glass windows. Know that as we return, some of those smooth pews will be sectioned off. Our friends will be wearing masks. We will be asked to sanitize our hands. And there are other things that will be different, but we will be there. Alleluia. So this Sunday, place yourself there in your mind, filled with the joy that we will soon return in person. A poem for Father's Day. This poem is dedicated to our Christian fathers and to those men who loved us and, and led us as a Christian father should. It's entitled More Than That and is written by Kimberly M. Crawford. My inspiration never failed me, proud to be his child. He's held my hand and led the way he's walked that extra mile. I've seen him sweat, I've seen him cry, I've watched the mountains catch his eye. He placed my life within God's hands, a man who for my life would die. He taught me that in this life there's no good or bad luck, there's God's plan. The purpose of falling down is getting up. He trained my eyes to look deeper, my heart to know my soul's keeper, loving me through my imperfections, guiding me through life's lessons. So much my hero through the years to help me realize that life goes on no matter what the test, I will survive. No matter what the challenge, I can meet it if I try because I never stand alone as God is by my side. I am blessed to realize what I had, among other things, a smile, a hug, a love, my dad. Our invocation. Mighty God, our Heavenly Father, we bow before you and sing of your righteousness. Glorify us in Jesus' name. We, your children, gather before you in what way we can, as we call upon you this day, bring us closer to you, manifest your presence. Bring the wonder of your strength and power as you visit us today. May our time in worshiping you be blessed through Jesus Christ, your son. And all Christ's servants say, Amen. Our call to worship is taken from Psalm 69. But as for us, our prayers are to you, O God. At an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer us. With your faithful help, rescue us from sinking in the mire. Let us be delivered from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over us. Answer us, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good.
according to your abundant mercy, turn to us, draw near to us, redeem us, set us free. Join with me in our opening prayer. Blessed Lord, you are King of heaven and earth. All heaven sings of your glory. You do wonders on earth and in heaven. We see the work of your hands as we gather to worship you today. Accept our prayers in Jesus' name. Do not forsake us as we strive to live our lives in honor of you. Allow us to feel your presence. As we continue through today's podcast, we want to feel your great power and light. Let us encounter you in a new way and bless us in our lives. May we find everlasting joy through you. This we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's children say, Amen. Our first hymn for this morning is number 77 in the hymnal, How Great Thou Art. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. When through the woods and forest glades I wander, and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur, and hear the brook, and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. And when I think that God his Son not sparing sent him to die, I scarce can take it in that on the cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art 
how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Joining together now in our Confession of Faith as we recite the Apostles' Creed. Let us say what we believe and believe what we say. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Amen. Our prayer for illumination. O God, our Lord in heaven, as your scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, move your spirit of truth and understanding within us so that these words may not be merely words, but may be, rather, our guiding light. As water splashed across our face awakens us in the morning, may your word awaken us to your presence. Wash us in your wisdom. Bathe us in your goodness. Refresh us with your grace. Help us to be softened and opened so that your ways may become our ways and your thoughts our thoughts. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Our first reading this morning is from the Psalms, Psalm 69, 7 through 18a. Here the psalmist is going through a very tough time, being persecuted. People aren't being nice to him. And he's crying out to the Lord. It is for your sake that I have borne reproach, that shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my kindred, an alien to my mother's children. It is zeal for your house that has consumed me. The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. 
When I humbled my soul with fasting, they insulted me for doing so. When I made sackcloth of my clothing, I became a byword to them. I am the subject of gossip for those who sit by the gate, and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord. At an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me, or the deep swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. Draw near to me. Redeem me. Set me free. Our gospel reading is taken from Matthew 10, 24 through 33. In this reading, Jesus is speaking to his disciples before he sends them out in the countryside to witness of the good news to the people. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house a devil, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, Proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, and even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning's message is entitled, We Know He Watches. Sparrows. Sparrows are all around us. Sparrows, those little brown birds that seem to be everywhere. Ever-present, unimportant, unimpressive, unassuming. Sparrows do not draw attention to themselves. Sparrows are not majestic, like the bald eagles of last week's message, with their white head feathers and eight-foot wingspans. Nor do sparrows have long, elegant legs like a blue heron, for example. They don't soar gracefully on the wind currents like seagulls. Nor do they squawk noisily like crows. And they don't catch your eye with flashy pink plumes like a flamingo does. I mean, just think of it. Here in the Northeast, we notice bald eagles and osprey, seagulls, terns, and skimmers. We see cormorants and pelicans and spot hawks and owls and vultures, but we do not much notice the sparrows. I don't know of anyone who goes sparrow watching, do you? I doubt it. 
After all, sparrows are nondescript and inconspicuous. And it seems to me that most of us barely take note of them as we see them momentarily flutter by, flitting from one place to another. But you know what? I have been noticing one lately. Noticing one specific sparrow, that is. Seeing it, watching it, a common little house sparrow. I've noticed her because every time I sit on the parsonage porch at the table and chairs I received for Mother's Day this year, my favorite Mother's Day present ever, I'm pretty sure, because every time I sit there, I can't help but notice her then. And I call her a her because of why I notice her. Because of the fact that she gets on the porch railing or on a nearby branch or overhead wire or even perches on the back of one of my favorite Mother's Day porch chairs and reams me out because she perches there and gripes at me, fusses at me, gives me what for. So I am convinced that she is a she because I think she has a nest and chicks somewhere nearby and is fussing at me to get off her porch and away from what's hers. And do me a favor and don't tell her I said this, but the truth is she's not that scary, that sparrow. I have to admit, in the face of all her determined rage, I am not afraid. Honestly, she's more entertaining than frightening, even though I'm sure she's trying her best to be bold and brash and ferocious. Our scripture for this morning talks a little bit about these things, about sparrows and about fear. The passage just read from the 10th chapter of Matthew notes that Jesus challenged his disciples when he said, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, and even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. So do not be afraid, for you are of far more value to our Father in heaven than a common, nondescript, and unassuming sparrow. And this isn't the only time in this short passage that Jesus says, do not fear or do not be afraid. No. In fact, in this short 10-verse passage that I read just a few moments ago, Jesus challenged his listeners to not be afraid, not once, not twice, but three times. As he said, have no fear and do not fear and do not be afraid. Have no fear, do not fear, and do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's a sweet sentence, a wonderful phrase, an essential idea, an important theme that pops up and flows through not only this passage in Matthew, but throughout all of Scripture. In Genesis, God said, Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your very great reward. At the Red Sea, Moses told Israel, Do not be afraid. You will never see these Egyptians again. When Moses later died, God encouraged to Joshua, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. King David responded to his Lord God's the good shepherd's love by saying, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God spoke to his people through the prophet Isaiah, saying, So do not fear, for I am with you. 
Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And now and here, as Jesus sends his disciples out into the countryside with the good news that the kingdom of heaven has come near, and as he is aware that they will meet persecution and resistance, and while Jesus says to them, see, I am sending you out as a sheep among wolves, Jesus is also saying to them, but do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear. It can be an all-encompassing thing. And as much as some of the more determined and stubborn, as much as some of the more independent and perhaps even more insecure of us may like to insist that we are not afraid of anything, the truth is it's as much useless bluster as that mama sparrow on the railing. For we all have fears. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? While you come up with an answer to that, I'd like to share a short story about a little boy who was afraid. One summer night during a severe thunderstorm, a mother was tucking her small son into bed. She had risen to leave the room and was about to turn off the light when her little boy said in a small, trembling voice, Mommy, sleep with me, I'll make room, he said as he scooched over and did just that. See, you sleep here tonight. Smiling, the mother crossed back to him, gave him a warm hug, and said tenderly, I can't, honey. I have to sleep in my own room with Daddy. A silence followed as she held him in the moment. At last it was broken by a still shaky, but now a bit angry, little voice saying, The big sissy. Yeah, the big sissy. And the truth is, all of us are big sissies, whether we like to admit it or not. Because everyone has something they're afraid of. For some, it is things in the physical realm that gives them fear. After all, some of us are afraid of snakes or spiders, job loss or disease. For others, it is things in the emotional realm that we're afraid of, such as being alone or being vulnerable or admitting failure. Or the fear of other folks may be found in the things that are more spiritual in nature, things that have to do with our death and faith, with eventual judgment and omniscient power. Psychology Today asked a thousand respondents what they feared the most. The answers in order of frequency were death of a loved one, serious personal illness, financial worries, war, being a victim of crime, spiders, loss of job, natural disaster, the dark, loneliness, and being unloved. Probably some of your fears are on this list. According to recent research in the United States, approximately 10% of our population in the U.S. has some sort of intense irrational fear or phobia. 10% of the population. Since our country's population is hovering around 329 million people currently, that means that almost 33 million people suffer from an overwhelming and persistent form of fear. 
Getting back to the word omniscience and its idea of all-knowing, God knew this. God knows this about us. And that is why I believe that fear not appears so often in our Holy Scripture. Because, and did you know, that the phrase of fear not in one form or another is in the Bible over 365 times? Think of that. A phrase, a message, a plea, urging us not to fear is in the Bible enough times that one could read a new and different verse, urging him or her not to be afraid every single day for an entire year without ever repeating the same verse. Over 365 times, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Have no fear. Don't be afraid. Fear not. No, I won't say it over 365 times, I promise. Though I kind of wish I could. Because then we might really begin to remember it and to believe it. Maybe. Perhaps. I say perhaps and maybe because our fears can sometimes seem to have a power of their own and because in these days there are so many things of which to be afraid. I know this. I'm aware of this. Because right now I have several fears of my own. One of which being that my daughter is on a two-month internship in Florida. Florida, where coronavirus cases are currently growing and increasing and surging. And there are, of course, other fears that I struggle with. Yeah, nowadays there are many things of which to be afraid. And you know this, you are aware of this, because right now you, of course, have your own things of which you are afraid. Earlier, when I asked you to think of what it is that you're afraid of, right before the story about the scared little boy and his, his sissy daddy, I asked you, and you might have then narrowed in on one or two of your own one or two or three things that you are, in fact, afraid of. Whether those be aging or losing a loved one, whether they be the safety and health of your children or the state of this turbulent and tumultuous time in our history, whether it be your increasing loneliness or the thought, a suspicion that no one, perhaps not even God, really sees you and really cares whether it be the spider that you see crawling over your pillow right before you turn in for the night, or the lack of visual perception once you turn out the light, or something else entirely. Let me tell you something. Lean on in. Turn up the volume if that'll help. Are you ready? That is nothing more than garbage thrown at you by the enemy to make you doubt and despair. Did you hear me? That is nothing more than garbage thrown at you by the enemy to make you doubt and despair. I would say that 365 times if I thought you'd keep this podcast on and continue to listen to it. That is nothing more than garbage thrown at you by the enemy to make you doubt and despair. For 2 Timothy clearly tells us that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind, of power, people of love always, and of a sound mind. Those are the things of God, but not the fear. God does not give us the fear, but rather gives us everything to counteract and combat that fear. And while I do not want you to feel pressured to never fear, 
or to somehow feel ashamed that you do sometimes fear things, as if it might be a lack of faith or something, well, I don't want those things for you because we are human and we do become afraid and God is very, very aware of this and God lovingly reminds us over and over again to fight back at it and God gives us weapons with which to do so. While all of that, I do want you to continue to remind yourselves that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And how about this? I'll do my best to remind myself of it as well. And to remind myself and us all to remind all of ourselves as well of all those times that our holy scriptures say, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Have no fear. Don't be afraid. Fear not. And to remember that sparrow, that little brown house sparrow, the crabby one and bossy one, that perch on the railing of the Mother's Day porch furniture and read me the riot act sparrow, that one who is as common as they come, as unassuming as there is, as nondescript and largely unnoticeable as she can be, with her fragile body and quiet ways and hidden porch nest. Yeah, let's remember her and remember that Jesus said that God is fully aware of and totally concerned with that little sparrow, with all the little sparrows, and that not one will fall to the ground without our Father in heaven knowing and caring, and that Jesus then said with Jesus' own lips and voice and heart and love, So then do not be afraid, for you are of more value than many sparrows, of more value than many, of more value. You, my friends, are of value to your God. So then banish any suspicion that you are not seen and that God does not care. Cast away every doubt misgiving and notion that you are vulnerable and uncared for and alone, rebuke the enemy and defy the lie. Because the truth is, our Father in heaven loves us very much. Our Father in heaven sees us. Our Father in heaven values us and protects us. And all we need to do is remember this and say, thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Almighty Abba. Thank you, Divine Dad. For we know his eye is on the sparrow, and we know he watches us. So we sing because we're happy. We sing because we're free. Do you remember the hymn? Why do I feel discouraged when, why do the shadows come? And why does my heart feel lonely and I long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. So I sing because I'm happy, and I sing because I'm free. Yeah, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Have no fear. Don't be afraid. Fear not. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all the Father's children say, Amen. Our next hymn this morning is number 129 in the hymnal and is entitled, Give to the Winds Thy Fears. 
Give to the winds thy fears. Hope and be undismayed. God hears thy sighs and counts thy tears. God shall lift up thy head. Through waves and clouds and storms, God gently clears the way. Wait thou God's time, so shall this night soon end in joyous day. Leave to God's sovereign sway to choose and to command, so shalt thou wandering, wondering in thy own way how wise, how strong his hand. Let us in life and death thy steadfast truth declare and publish with our last breath thy love and guardian care. Now would be the time in our service in which we would ask the ushers to come forward and we would give our offering. Thank you, church family, for remembering Plains UMC and continuing to give to your church when its doors were closed. Due to your faithfulness, our ministry will be there, strong as ever, viable as ever, when we return next week to our buildings in body and to one another in person. Thank you. Thank you. And so I say now, as I say every week, just as our almighty God gave entirely of God's self for our sakes, so we are likewise called to give up of ourselves time and time again for the sake of others. Let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you. We thank you for your creation. We thank you for the gift of your Son. We thank you for your presence in our lives. Yes, we have come to a time in the service in which to say thank you, a time to thank you with our resources, our, our money, our time, our talents. May everything we do and have done in this worship service express our gratitude. The songs that we sing, the prayers that we offer, the words that were read, and even these gifts that we will make, help them to spread the good news of your Son, Jesus the Christ. May even these gifts be a gesture of losing our lives for your sake, for his sake. In the name of Jesus we pray, and all God's children say, Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God above, ye heavenly host. Praise Creator Christ and Holy Ghost. Amen. And now as we have so gathered, not together yet in body physically, but still together in the body of Christ, let us bend the knees of our hearts and bow our heads before our Creator, Sustainer, and Lord in prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, hear our prayer. O Lord, hear our prayer. When we call, answer us. O Lord, hear our prayer. O Lord, hear our prayer. Come and listen to Merciful God, full of grace, hear our prayers of confession and our prayers of need in these next few moments of silence.
Heavenly Father, today we ask you to bless our earthly fathers for the many times they reflected the love, strength, generosity, wisdom, and mercy that you exemplify in your relationship with us, your children. We honor our fathers for putting our needs above their own convenience and comfort, for teaching us to show courage and determination in the face of adversity, for challenging us to move beyond self-limiting boundaries, for modeling the qualities that would turn us into responsible, principled, caring adults. Not all our fathers lived up to these ideals. Give them the grace to acknowledge and to learn from their mistakes. Give us the grace to extend to them the same forgiveness that you offer us all. Help us to resist the urge to stay stuck in the past bitterness and to instead move forward with humility and peace of heart. We ask your blessing on those men who served as father figures in our lives, even though they weren't our dads, when our biological fathers weren't able or weren't willing to do so. May the love and selflessness they showed us be returned to them tenfold in your heavenly kingdom, and please help them to know that their influence has changed us for the better. Give new and future fathers the guidance they need to raise happy and holy children, grounded in a love for God and for other people. And we pray that our fathers who have passed into the next life, we pray that they have been welcomed into your loving embrace, and that our family will one day be reunited again in your heavenly kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray all these things and continue to pray now as he taught us to, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our next hymn this morning, our final hymn, is number 710 in the hymnal and is entitled, Faith of Our Fathers. Faith of our fathers living still, in spite of dungeon, fire, and sword. Oh, how our hearts beat high with joy whenever we hear that glorious word, Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. Faith of our fathers, we will strive to win all nations unto thee. And through the truth that comes from God, we shall then be truly free. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. Faith of our fathers, we will love both friend and foe in all our strife. And preach thee too as love knows how, by kindly words and virtuous life. Faith of our fathers, holy faith. We will be true to thee till death. This is where our worship ends and our service begins. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Go now and live in the spirit of your baptism, even when you are led into wild and hard places. With repentance and trust, give yourself to God, and with fasting and prayer, strengthen yourselves against the ways of the tempter. 
and may God enfold you in tender and lasting love. May Christ be beside you in times of struggle. And may the Spirit guide you back to the path whenever you stray. We go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen. Shalom to you now. Shalom, my friends. May God's full mercies bless you, my friends, in all your living and through your loving. Christ be your shalom. Christ be your shalom.